Hello! Welcome back to Art and Other Things. I am your host, Wendy. <laughs> you all know me. Hello, welcome back. Um, it's just me today. I hope you guys enjoyed, um, if you listened to it, I hope you enjoyed last time, last week's episode with my first round of guests. Um, oh my god, that was super fun to record, even though the audio sucked. Uh, I apologize for that again. (laughs) Um, we have not advanced. Don't worry, we're four episodes into this podcast and I'm still talking straight into my phone. When it's just me, it actually doesn't sound that bad. Like, this right now is acceptable. Um... When I have guests, that's when I need to kind of figure out something better. But anyways, I hope you listened to that, and I hope it was exciting to kind of get to know about a unique form of art that I, you know, featured last week with some very talented people in the cosplay world. And if you haven't listened to it, go ahead and go listen if you're curious about that kind of stuff. But anyways, I'm alone today. Um, Hopefully that's not boring. And if it is, too bad. We're doing it anyways. Um, this is my life, okay? God. <sighs> Anyways. Um, little life update. <laughs> I had a stressful yet also fun week. Today's Monday, so it's the start of a new week, um, which is great. I needed that. I need a nice little refresh. I really do feel like my life kind of restarts every Monday because <laughs> I really do live my life like by the day, yes, but by the week. So last week I was literally working every single day and well Saturday I did have off but we were still doing a lot of stuff so it felt like I was you know not relaxing I was working and I was also on set for the first time in like over a year which was actually really cool um so that was work but also just fun because I was with a lot of my friends and I was taking behind the scenes photos as I do the majority of the time when I'm on set (laughs) which is always fun and um I've been doing that for a long time and I just kind of roam around and get candidates all day of everybody doing their jobs on set. And it's actually, it's fun. And then when I go home, I have like thousands and thousands of photos that I have to go through. Because every day is like, I don't know, over 500 photos that I take. But anyways, I was doing that. I was actually working. Yesterday I had to uh, camera operate for a church service live stream from like 6 to 11 a.m. Um, <laughs> not great but it's money. <laughs> Excuse me. And that's all that matters, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, which does link into the topic of today's episode, which is the probably the worst thing about being an artist, uh, money. <laughs> um, we'll get there, but I just wanted to get our footing here, do a little a little uh check-in with everyone. I hope we're all doing okay. Hope you're having a good morning or evening. Do you guys listen to podcasts in the morning or the evening or in the middle of the day? I always like to put them on when I'm getting ready for work in the morning or if I am like working on something that is mindless and I like to have something in the background, like if I'm editing photos or if I'm drawing or something, uh, I like to play podcasts. So I'm happy to hang out with you, whatever you're doing. Hey, um, what else? What else do I have to say? Oh, uh, I'll probably make a whole podcast about this in general but um I am so happy to have things to look forward to again you don't even know now that pretty much everybody in my life is vaccinated now it's so crazy to be able to hang out with friends again like literally on Friday last week me and a group of my friends that 
I've only seen a few times throughout, you know, the last year or so. We finally went out again for the first time in, once again, over a year. And we, like, bar hopped a little bit. And we were out until, like, 1 a.m. And I was like, holy shit, this feels like 2017 again. <laughs> All the glory years of 2017. No, um... But yeah, it, it was just a crazy feeling. I was like, "What are we're at a bar. We don't have to wear a mask. We've all been vaccinated for like over a month. I This is crazy. So anyways, life is looking up. I've been booking vacations again for this year. I only have a couple of months that I'm actually not going anywhere, which is pretty crazy. That's how 2020 was until this shit hit. So fingers fucking crossed. Nothing catastrophic happens again because I've got a lot of my year planned out and it feels awesome. So Again, I'll, I would love to talk more about that type of stuff in another episode. But right now, we're here to talk about what we artists all dread. If you're not an artist, then this will be informative, probably fun to listen to still. But like I said, today we're talking about money. Ooh, yeah, money and just like evaluating your self-worth as an artist in general. Um, I've gotten a countless countless amount of questions from my friends throughout my like college career and just my photography career in general of like how do you come up with your rates for uh you know photos and videography like how do you come up with the numbers that you tell people um when they ask for photos and stuff and so I'm gonna be talking about that's like kind of coming up with what you know you should charge as an artist and again okay I just want to say <laughs> This is not a how-to episode. This is not, you know, the artist's guide to making money and anything because I we're all here to kind of just chat and hang out and struggle together if you're in this struggle with me. <laughs> because I I also, like, I struggle with a lot of these money issues too. I don't have all of the answers. I'm here to just, like, give you my insight and tell you about how I have been working through these problems of... Uh, you know, establishing, what? Establishing my worth as an artist, coming up with my numbers and all that stuff. So I am not an expert. I do not have the answers. I'm just going to give you my advice and what I've done and how I'm still trying to work through these things. And, um, you know, maybe it'll help some people or maybe it'll just be fun to listen to me uh, complain. <laughs> um, no, this won't be a complaining episode. This isn't going to be super negative. I'm just going to, you know, be honest about what life is like for creatives in the financial world and making a living off of your work and stuff. So, oh my God. Where do I even start though? I guess I'll start with like the the struggle of like coming up with rates for your work. So, where do I where do I begin? Um <laughs> Uh, like I said in my episode where I talked about my history as an artist, I mentioned that I didn't even start charging people for photos until probably like midway through college. Eh, maybe a little before that. A little before that. Um, my pictures didn't start getting good good until at least midway through college, but I was still charging people before that because I thought I was good. Um, I was fine. You know, it's the ladder that you take. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, so coming up with your own rates is not easy because you have to basically go through this whole self-reflection and decide how, you know, what you think your work is worth. And if you're anything like me, I hate, how do you, how do I even say it? I hate like 
I don't know, putting a price on my art or saying in any way that my art is so good that it's worth this much money. Like, I don't like bragging. I don't like gloating. I don't like, you know, like over... What the hell is the term? Like, putting too much value on my work if it's not worth that much. God, that was a horrible way to explain it. Does anyone know what I mean? I don't know. This is not going well. Anyways, I I really did have a hard time coming up with my rates when I first started photography. And uh, by the way, photography is what I'm going to be mainly talking about in this when I'm talking about, like, my own prices. Because that's really the only thing I charge people for. I do videography here and there. Like, I've done wedding videos. I've done event videography And I mean, it's all going to fall under the same boat here. So I'm mainly going to be talking about photography. That's just what I do the most. So I do other stuff, but sorry for the hiccups and burps. I keep, I just had breakfast, so it's all, you know, settling. Um, But again, I have digressed. I came up with my rates. I I had help from my uh, stepdad who, if you don't know, is a photographer for United Airlines. Um, I don't think he even takes pictures anymore, but that's how he got started. And now he's much higher up. So I don't think he actually does the photos anymore, but he helped me a lot with, you know, establishing my self-worth and to not underestimate what my work is worth. And that is a huge point that I'm going to talk about in this episode is just really, really being aware of what you know you're actually worth. Because if anything, I feel like most artists underestimate um, how much that they should be putting for their work, um, or how much they should be charging, I should say. So I was going through that same struggle too. And in the beginning, I literally was only charging, like, I remember my friend wanted headshots and I was like, eh, maybe like, yeah, like 20 bucks, whatever, <laughs> which for context, um, headshots should cost way more than $20. However, I was in no position of talent to be doing headshots at all yet okay my pictures freshman year of college were just starting to get good enough to charge people for yes but I was in no way fit to be taking headshots because this girl was in acting school and she wanted to submit them to like not huge agencies but like you know smaller little whatever I (laughs) so we took them in front of this like brick wall at a park and she got what she paid for to be honest like for 20 bucks I'm so glad I didn't charge her more than that because the pictures that I gave her were not worth more than $20. And that's why f- my one suggestion for anybody, any artist out there who's thinking about selling their work, selling their services, whatever, you never, you're kind of stuck in this weird equilibrium where you don't want to undersell yourself and you don't want to oversell yourself when you first start putting prices on your stuff. You know what I mean? So my suggestion is to go the lower route because you never want to overcharge clients for the quality of your work. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, you're a bad artist. I'm saying, like, if you're new to an art medium and you're new to charging people for it, I, in my opinion, again, you can do what you want, but in my opinion, I feel like it is better to start low and then work up from there. Because when I first started charging people for photography, I was like, okay, this is my first time even doing this. My first time, you know, charging people for my work in this way. I do not feel like I'm in any way to charge people, you know, the numbers that a professional would or somebody that's been doing this for years. Like you can compare yourself to that and be like, okay, so this professional photographer is charging like $200 for a session of headshots. I am in no way 
at that level of experience yet. My work is pretty good, but not that good. So I'm going to do like maybe $50 for like a few headshots, you know, so kind of balance it out. So maybe, you know, your work is worth more than $50, but you know, you're never going to get this right on the first try. So I just personally, I took the safer route and I was like, I'm going to charge people like a very low amount of money and then work up from there as my work gets better. And I feel like it starts to become, you know, worth, worth more money. Um, so yeah, I am trying to think of like, besides that one weird headshot session, (laughs) trying to think of like what my prices originally were. I'm pretty sure, um, I think it was around like $60 I was charging for like an individual session of photos, which is just like people only use them to post on Instagram. And I did not put a cap on how many photos I was giving people. Also, that was a big mistake. I was like, yeah, $60 flat for as many photos as we can take. You know, we'll just we'll just go and I'll give you as many good ones as I got. Bitch, do you know how many photos I was giving people for this amount of money? I was giving people like over 100 photos for $60. 60 to 80 like you know under a hundred dollars and I'm like I think about that now and I want to punch myself in the face I'm like girl if you get your photos done by a professional photographer there is no universe where you are going to be paying under a hundred dollars for over a hundred photos like that's crazy that I that I did that so it took me a while to kind of reevaluate that but we'll get there so yeah to reiterate my word of advice if you're starting to charge people for what your work is worth, I would say start low and then work up as you go. Um, because that, you know, is just the safer route in my opinion. And then, you know, as your work gets better, you can kind of start like not comparing yourself to other people in the sense that like you want to be like, I don't know, like you're getting down on yourself for not being as good as other people. You know what I mean? But kind of look at what other artists in your field are doing. Like other photographers is what I would use to look at. And I would look at their work and I would look at my work and I'd be like, I kind of like my pictures better or like my work is just as good as theirs and they're charging like triple the amount that I do. In that situation, once you get to be, you know, at that level of confidence and your skill starts to improve in whatever you do, I feel like then is a pretty safe time to raise your rates to what you feel like is more fair to you and for your clients. Um, But again, this really depends on the art medium so like for photos for example it took me a long time to get here like I said I used to just do a flat rate for a no limit amount of photos which is like again it's it's dangerous when you become really good at your art because then everyone's gonna look at you as like the cheap photographer and they're they're probably gonna take advantage of you so you gotta you gotta put a cap on the uh amount of work that you're giving them I'm saying amount of work as like a vague term in case you're not a photographer and you are like a painter or you do something else so we'll talk about that but I'm just saying like in my personal journey it didn't even take me until like sometime last year to where I finally like redid all my rates and put like an amount of money flat for that number divided by two basically so for photos I said that horribly okay let me redo that (laughs) So for example, I charge, like for if you want your graduation photos done by me, for example, that's an individual person session usually, which I'll just say it, I do 140 flat for around, what's it, 60 to 70 photos. 
Um, so I just do 140 divided by two. That's 70. That's still a lot of photos. Usually you don't need 70 graduation photos. So I'm like 60 to 70 for 140 flat. Um, a lot of photographers do like time limits and they base their rates around that. It's like 200 for an hour or 400 for three hours or something like that. I don't know. Um, some people do that, but in my case, I'm like, all photo shoots really just take the same amount of time. They're only like an hour, hour and a half at the most. Honestly, it goes way quicker than you think. So that's why I don't have a time limit. Um, for my rates, I just charge for the amount of photos because I feel like that is what makes more sense. Like I'm, I, whatever, I'm not gonna, you know, charge $140 for over a hundred photos. That is still like way, way less than I should be charging for that. So yeah, anyways, it took me a long time to get to that kind of, uh, what, like, decision for my rates, because I finally, like, I'm 22, I'm almost 23, it took me so long to finally realize that my work was worth more than what I was charging for it, I should not be giving people, like, like you know, like, no cap on photos for what I was charging, I should not have been doing that, so, yeah, <laughs> Now I'm finally at a point where, like, there's there's a maximum amount of photos for a price, and that is what makes more sense to me. So, yeah, like I said, it was a struggle to get to that point because, like, now I guess we'll get into this. Like, this is the struggle that all artists that I know of have, no matter what you do. If you do photos, if you paint, if you make stuff out of clay, if you um, make costumes, like my last episode, um... I feel like self-evaluating and figuring out a number that your work is worth is, like, the most difficult thing you can do. Like I said, especially if you are somebody like me that hates, like, thinking anything good about themselves. <laughs> that sounds so dark, but you know what I mean? Like, like I don't know, like, just talking yourself up and be like, you know what? Yeah, damn it. Like, my work is worth, like, $300. Like, fuck, you know? It's so hard for me to do that, and I am still struggling to do that because, honestly... $140 for around 70 photos is such a good deal. And I'm not saying that to try and, you know, get business if you're listening. <laughs> I promise you, I'm, I'm being 100% honest. Like, just in my brain, I know that, that, that I should be charging more for that many photos. It's just I cannot... It's so hard for me to bring myself to charge more. And I will get to that struggles in a second. I wanted to come up... I wanted to talk about, you know, the struggle of putting a number on your work in general. But anyways... It's definitely something that I feel like all artists struggle with because you got to do that kind of self-reflection process. And it's like, well, you, you can't doubt yourself. You cannot underestimate how much your work is worth. And I think that is so, so important. Um, like, I think a good thing to do is to look at other artists in whatever, whatever field you're in that are kind of on the same level as you, you know? They might have about the same amount of years... Uh, of experience as you and their work is in your opinion like just about as good as yours or you make similar things or you know you, you're drawing a lot of parallels between you and this other person and you're like well, okay they're they're charging this much and I'm only charging this much so you know that that's a good way to kind of judge where you think your numbers should be at um not just by comparison but just by knowing that you are worth more than you're charging people, you know? And that really is the hardest thing to face because there's a number of fears that come with that, which I kind of started to talk about. Now I will. Um, 
this is what I personally am struggling with, okay? I'm like, in, I'm so in my head about raising my rates because like I just said, I know that my photography is worth way more than I'm charging, but I'm so afraid to raise my rates because number one, it's already hard enough to book clients, okay? I only book new people through word of mouth, really. A lot of this is on me too. Like I'm, I'm really not good at advertising myself on websites and pushing myself to new audiences. Like I really don't do that and that is my own fault and I'm fully aware and I know that I probably wouldn't be struggling with getting clients this much if I was better at that. Um, but alas, here we are. Point is, it's hard enough to book people as it is. And I feel like if I raise my rates, that's only going to be even harder. Because, you know, right now, even though I charge way less than what, I'm ge- than I'm, what I should be with the work that I'm giving, I still get a, a gr- huge amount of people that are like, oh, like money's tight right now. That's a little out of my budget. I'm sorry. Or oh, that's a little more than we were expecting, or, you know, they, they deny me because of the price. And in my head, I'm like, bitch, I'm giving you so many fucking photos for this price. Like, it's only 150 bucks. Like, what the fuck? But again, <laughs> if you have ever told me that, that's not, like, it's, thank you for being honest, because, you know, there's a whole, like, an even bigger group of people that just ghost me, or they'll just give me some bullshit excuse to cancel and be like, oh, I'm sorry, like, this just doesn't work for us anymore, but we'll keep you in mind for the future or something. Like, they'll just kind of beat around the bush and whatever. So if you're honest with me about the prices, like, I I appreciate that way, way more than the other alternative, you know what I mean? But, no, my point is, is just, like, even with what I'm charging now, which is, you know, way less than it should be, I still get a good amount of people that deny me because of the prices. And honestly, I think that's only just because those those people are, you know, ones that are not very familiar with photography and the world of art and how much it really can cost because photographers that have way more experience than me that are way above me are charging like what 300 400 500 dollars for like an hour an hour of photos and I'm way here still in the 100s range (laughs) so that's something that I don't think a lot of people realize maybe you do know that and we all agree here but (laughs) that that's you know it gives me a gauge to be like, okay, that's how much I probably should be charging, but I'm afraid that if I raise my rates, I'm not going to get anybody because there's already so many people here right now that don't want to pay this for what I'm already charging, you know? So that's kind of the endless circle that my brain is currently in. So if you've ever asked me a question about like, how do I raise my rates? Here's what I'm kind of doing right now. I very kind of slowly, incrementally raise it every like six or so months. Like like I said, right now I charge 140 for graduation sessions. That used to be like 100 or 120 like last year. Um, and I raised it. Like I don't, when I raise my rates, I never go more than like 20 or $30 in the raise. I like to slowly kind of work my way up. Even though like in order to be equal with everybody else in my field, I should be raising it like at least 100 bucks, but I'm not. <laughs> Just because of, you know, that that kind of fear. So if you are also struggling with, the things that I just explained that I'm struggling with, I would suggest just kind of very slowly raising them because, you know, at the end of the day, nobody's going to freak out over $20, $30, whatever. Hopefully they won't. And if they do, then they're an asshole and you can get better clients anyways. Um, <laughs> so that's what I suggest doing. It's just kind of slowly working your way up and also just advertising yourself to new audiences in general. 
um, again, something that I need to get better at, but making an Instagram for my photography is like the best thing I could have done. I've gotten pretty much all of my clients through there. I say clients as if I'm like a fucking lawyer. <laughs> it's, it's way too formal of a word. I wish there was another like way to describe people that I take pictures of that buy my photos. Like clients is the technical term, but I don't like cl- calling you guys clients. So I've taken your photos. You're my friend, <laughs> you know? Um, he, he, anyways. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the struggle that I go through. And it's like, I haven't completely figured out the answer and it's something that all artists struggle with. So I'm glad that we're all kind of in the same boat, but it really is hard to kind of do that. Like self-evaluation of like, what is my work actually worth? How do I come up with numbers for it? And how do I be okay with raising my rates when my work gets better? You know, I think those are like the three big questions. So I, my strategy has been like slow and steady, kind of work my way up, even though I should be much higher than I am. I'm not because I'm scared. <laughs> that is a pretty good summary for everything that I just said, to be honest. Um, so yeah, here we are. Um, I'm trying to think of what else to say about this struggle of money in general. Um, oh, just the freelance world in general. I did want to talk about that really quick. Um, so, I mean, we all know what freelance means. It means that you kind of just work as you get gigs, as you get more clients. It's like kind of a gig by gig kind of thing. Um, so you're not like working for a company. You're not like a strict schedule nine to five type shit. It's really just you're working whenever you book photo shoots or whenever you get commissioned a piece of work, you know, like freelance is just like you get money as it comes to you and people buy it off of you. And that's how you kind of live your life, which honestly, I can probably speak for all artists is the dream. That is the goal is to be a freelance artist in whatever medium you do art in. That is like the top goal because at the end of the day, if you are doing what you love and making money from it, then you're not working a day in your life. Okay. I know that is a, um, common term, but I've heard that from my parents throughout my whole life. If you're doing what you love, you are not even, you're not working a day in your life. I love that term. Um, I should get it tattooed. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, but I think it like perfectly explains freelance art. Like literally if you are a photographer and you don't work for any kind of certain company, you're just literally freelance and you are, you just happen to be, you know, you have a big audience, you have a big group of clientele and you advertise yourself in plenty of different avenues and you are constantly getting in work and you're able to sustain your life and rent and food and shit from all the money that you make from your photos. That is like the goal. So that is what we all aspire to be, honestly. Um, again, no matter what form of art that you do, I know a few freelance artists that are around my age. Um, one girl I went to high school with, um, I'll actually drop her name, Olivia Menzia. She is amazing. Uh, fellow Hersey folks, you all know her. She is a freelance artist and she basically just lives her life through, um, you know, well, she has her own like ice cream company, which she's one of those people that is so good at so many different things. I really want to have her on this podcast. Olivia, if you're listening, please be my guest. <laughs> I'll put you on my list. But she has like an ice cream company. She does paintings. She makes sweaters. She does so many different forms of art and she makes a complete living off of 
just, you know, selling her work. And she charges very fair rates. I paid her to make my photography logo and it looks amazing. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's my profile picture on my photography Instagram and it's also on my website. So go look at it. She made that. It's super good. Um, so anyways, yeah, people like that, that's like, that's the dream. And, um, it's, it's hard work. It's, you got to go through a lot of trial and error. You got to really be prepared for rejection if you're at that point. Um, already in my position, like I'm not in any way to like quit my nine to five and just do photography. I literally would be homeless if I did that. (laughs) I only do like a few photo shoots a week that are only like a little over a hundred dollars each. Like, again, that's in no way any kind of living situation to deal with. Um, so yeah, in general, freelance is just like the goal that everyone tries to do. And it's so hard to kind of take that dive and commit your life to that because you're like, well, shit, let's say like, you know, a week's worth of people cancel on me, then that's like this amount of paychecks and I'm not gonna be able to make rent. You know what I mean? Like freelance world is scary, to be honest. And if you're a freelance artist, how? (laughs) Just how? Like I I highly applaud you and I'm jealous and I am so happy to see you thrive because we're all trying to get there. But also how? I don't know. See, this is what I'm saying. This is not a how-to episode. I am still struggling to figure this out because it's it's my dream too i don't want to be working at a uh nine to five i was gonna say my job oh let's not do that um i don't want to be working at a you know nine to five place my whole life like i would love to freelance and just make money off of doing what i love and you know be able to be a cinematographer and make movies and take pictures and do all that shit without a care in the world that is the goal and um so yeah i I really love seeing people that are able to just take the dive and freelance and it's it, it is really difficult to kind of build yourself up because again you need like a big audience you need a lot of clientele and it's hard so yeah I don't I I don't know what you can take from that <laughs> it's not like I gave you any advice to try to reach there because this is something I'm still struggling with again like I can't I I, I would need a guest on here that is a freelance artist again hey Olivia um <laughs> Uh, to kind of give us those steps. I, I think that would be a really good future episode, actually, just to talk about freelance art in general with somebody that does that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'll add that to my list of to-dos. But anyways, I think I have really kind of summarized the struggles of the financial art world in general. Um, I'm trying to think of what other questions that people have asked me. I, I did post a little question thing on Instagram yesterday. I said, ask me questions that you have about artists making money and coming up with your own self-worth basically and I got a couple questions which I will answer in a minute but I am trying to remember anything else that people just have asked me throughout my life um I feel like I could go into more detail about this because I have gotten some questions about this throughout the years which is just like how do you deal with rejection in general as an artist and by rejection I mean just like either people canceling on you or like when you give them your prices and they say no Stuff like that. I've literally dealt with every type of excuse you can think of in photography. I've had people deny me for my prices. I've had people ghost me. Um, I've had people, you know, come up with fake excuses. <laughs> like, a lot a lot of the bullshit that, like, you fear that you have to deal with, but, like, you really do have to deal with it. It, like, the land of a freelance artist is really, or just a self-employed artist in general is literally just, it's, it really is trial and error and you have to be prepared to get shat on sometimes. Luckily it happens way less with me. It happened way more 
kind of back, like, a few years ago, I would get ghosted by just, like, random people, honestly. And by ghosted, I mean, like, we would literally be talking, and they'll be like, yeah, 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 let's do this day, let's do this day. And I'll follow up, and I just will not hear a single thing. Like, literally just ghost. And I'm like, okay, so... Number one tip, do not do that to your artists, especially if they're freelance artists and they don't have any other job and they literally just make a living off of what they're trying to do for you. Do not ghost people. We would so much rather, God, I keep burping. I'm sorry. We would so much rather you just be honest with us and say, hey, I'm so sorry. We're, we went with this other person. They're a little bit more affordable, whatever. Or I'm so sorry. My fucking sister is coming to town, whatever. Like, just be honest, you know? We would so much rather that than you ghost us. Anyways, enough of that point. I've dealt with that. I've dealt with um, just any kind of form of rejection in general. And it, it takes a long time to get used to. I'm still, like, it still hurts whenever it happens, to be honest. Um, again, I'm thankful that I do just have a normal job and another way to make money. If this is my only, this is what I'm saying. If this was my only source of income, I would just be fucked <laughs> because of how, you know, random this shit can be and how, uh, you know, photo shoots are never like nailed down. Like somebody could cancel at any minute. And I'm always so thankful to get new clients. And whenever people follow through with photo shoots, I'm like immensely thankful inside because I'm like, this person could have canceled on me and I would have been sad. Um, so, yeah. Whoops. Um, somebody did that recently. I was supposed to take their graduation photos and they were like, hey, sorry, money's really tight and um, I already got my photos taken here. So, yeah. That's, I mean, it's honest, but it's like also shitty because like you already booked with me. Why are you, you know? So, oh, that was something else I wanted to bring up was if you are an artist like me where... Okay, that is a really loud car on site. I'm really sorry. Um, if you're an artist like me and you book your work through like days or I don't know, sessions basically like photo shoots or videography or weddings or something or even like, I don't know, like tattoos. Like I'm trying to think of stuff where you need appointments for. It is really not a bad idea to set up some kind of like deposit system, like a non-refundable like deposit that holds your date with the people that you're booking with. Um I'm going to start doing this. I've been trying to think of, like, the right numbers and the right kind of, you know, strategy to do this with. Again, this is something that I should have started doing, like, years ago, and I'm just now getting to it. That's my biggest flaw is how slowly I uh, progress. Um, <laughs> anyways, if you come up with some kind of system that's like, okay, we will nail down this date, and that there is a, like, 20% deposit or a 15% deposit, um to hold down your date that is not refundable unless the artist decides to move the date. You know what I mean? Um, the fact that it's non-refundable makes sure that your client doesn't change the date unless it is like an emergency. And in that case, they lose a little bit of their money and 15 or 20, like the percent meaning like a percent taken away from the total cost of the, uh, work that you're charging. So like, for example, I, booked a wedding for October of this year and the couple already paid a 20% deposit of the total amount that they would be paying me for the wedding day. So they're going to pay me the rest of the money on the wedding day. That's an example of what I'm talking about. It's a really good idea to do that because 
Um, again, I have yet to make this official in photography in general, but I think that is a really good way to kind of prevent people from canceling and flaking so easily because they're like, well, shit, I already gave you like a good chunk of my money. Like, you know, I might as well follow through. It's a waste of money. So I highly recommend doing that if you're trying to figure out a way to avoid the whole like trial and error of people just like flaking left and right. Um, because that's unavoidable, sadly. It really is. Um, whether you're commissioning a piece of like handmade work for somebody or you have like a session scheduled and you have to go out and meet them somewhere. It's like, that's the fear is like, you know, them last minute being like, Hey, I no longer need this. And you're like, well, I already started making it. So you owe me this much money for the amount of hours I put in. Ugh. So if you've gotten anything out of this episode so far, it's, um, being an artist is hard, but also very rewarding. Because you get to do what you love, but also you have to go through all these uh, hoops to figure out how much you're worth and, um, I don't know, how to make people believe that you're legit, honestly. Having people take me seriously is still something that I'm figuring out, you know? Because I feel like when people flake this much, it's like, well, do you not take me seriously? Like, do you not think that this is, like, my passion? Do you not think that this whole photo shoot is supposed to be a paycheck for me you know what I mean bottom line pay your artists man oh my god I've also had people ask me to do things for free and ooh, ooh, no no <laughs> just no um when you get to a certain point in your field of art and you know that you're really really good at it People have told you repeatedly that you're really good at it. You've compared your work to other really good art and you're like, we're about the same. Um, Never do it for free, especially if it takes a lot of money to pay for the equipment that you use to make this art, whatever you do, especially if it takes a shit ton of time out of your day, your week, your month to complete. You should not be doing it for free, period. Even if the price is low and you're still new to whatever you're doing, it's still something, okay? You're, you're putting a number on the work that you do, and it's everybody starts low, everybody starts somewhere. I feel like no matter what form of art you do, everybody goes through that beginning hustling phase of like charging way too little for what they're doing, but at least you're not doing it for free. That's my point, okay? So yeah. Um, this is kind of a funny story. There's this one dude that went to my high school... I don't, I'm not going to drop his name, but he wasn't super well-known at the school. Little, little weird. That's okay. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Wasn't a popular person. Um, a couple years older than me. I was posting back last year when the Black Lives Matter, um, uh, protests, sorry, I couldn't think of the word, were happening. I was posting some stuff on my story about, you know, how you should support your people of color in your life you should use your voice you should donate you should speak up for your friends blah 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 and he this person responded to my story last year and you know was made itself made himself very clear that he was not participating in you know speaking up and he was not going to support black lives matter and he was just like no see this is the problem is you know forcing people to say this and this and this and whatever he went off in my dms basically And I was like, I'm not forcing you to do anything. Whatever. (laughs) Doesn't matter. He just, like, said a bunch of shit to me, okay? And, and like, fast forward months later, he messages me on my photography Instagram. And he's like, hey, how much do you charge for 
these photos. I need some photos for my, like, EP. Because he, like, I don't know, apparently does some kind of DJ music shit. He's like, I, I'm trying to, you know, get some photos done for this, like, album cover. Or, like, some, some pictures of me for my work. And in my head, I'm like, do you think I don't remember you? <laughs> do you think that I completely forgot about this weird, like, argument that we had where you made it very clear that you, like, do not want to support, like you know, people of color and, like, using your, vo- whatever, like, stuff that causes no harm, basically, and so I had to respond, and I was like, hey, like, thank you so much for reaching out to me, you know, always with, like, the polite little cushion at the beginning, thank you so much for reaching out to me, um, I really appreciate it, but just so you know, I haven't forgotten about our, you know, what you messaged me a few months ago, I don't feel totally comfortable uh, working with somebody that said the things that you do. Whatever. I, I basically just like defended myself. And I was like, hey, I remember you. And I don't want to work for you. And I denied him. And it was actually very cordial. Very civil. He was like, oh, okay. Thank you for telling me. I completely understand. Blah, blah, blah. And that was that. But in my head, I was like, what the fuck is going on? There's a screw loose. There's a screw loose. Ugh. So that was funny. That was a sore little fun story to kind of lighten lighten this episode up a little bit i hope you <laughs> enjoyed that that sure spiced up my day when it happened um but anyways guys i am going to move on to the couple of questions that i got on instagram that i uh received yesterday I only got a couple questions but again episode's been long enough so it's fine with me before i get into them though i do want to say if you want to participate in these podcast episodes um please come up keep up with my instagram stories and follow me or whatever and, um, cause sometimes I post little question stickers on there and I'm like, Hey, ask me questions about blank and I'll answer them in the podcast, which is what I'm about to do. So if you have any questions for me about anything, ask me there and I will answer them here. So let's get into it. Um, let me find my little database. What have people asked me? Here we go. Um, somebody said, how do you make quality work as a new artist and what are your resources for podcasting? Great question. I'll answer the first half first. Um, Quality work, quote-unquote, is a bit vague, but I'm assuming this person means, like, just, I don't know. I hate saying the word good art, but, like, good work in general. Like, good quality. If I mean, it's exactly what she just said, but I'm trying to rephrase it, and it's not working. Anyways, how do you make quality work as a new artist? (sighs) Um, so here's the thing. Quality work should not be judged by anybody but yourself, in my opinion, okay? Because you're always going to be comparing, you know, your work to other people's work in your field. And if you are a new artist, you know, you're never going to be on the same level as them right off the bat. And, you know, people with years of experience who are really talented obviously produce quality work. Like, sure. But if you're brand new, you got to work yourself up to that. So you got to be okay with going through that beginning phase of like, oh, my pictures aren't great, but I'm starting somewhere, you know? Everybody goes through that no matter what you do. Again, I'm using photos as an example, but no matter what you do, if you draw, if you make music, if you write books, like <laughs> you're writing your music, your whatever is always not going to be great in the beginning. And then if you stick to it, if you self-discipline yourself not kick yourself in the ass, but just, like, you know, push yourself to be better constantly. Like, there's only good things that can come from that, you know? So, what I'm trying to say is quality work, quote-unquote, is not going to come out 
of your veins right away unless you were born a fucking Picasso, which is like never, you know what I mean? So you just have to be okay with working yourself up to a point that you look at your work when you first started and you're like, oh shit, I've actually gotten a lot better. Then you can kind of be like, okay, my work's pretty good quality at this point, you know? You can compare it to other people's work if you want and be like, oh, I think I'm a little bit, you know, better than this person. Maybe I, you know, wait, whatever. Don't don't tell them that. Just think in your head. Be like, oh, I, I'm actually better than I thought. You know what I mean? Create a little, like, baseline for yourself. So I, I think that's a good question for the first half. And then what are my podcasting resources? Ooh. Um... get a load of this pretty much nothing i record on uh anchor is the app that i use um it is literally just an app that you can record straight onto and you can i this sounds like an ad i could do an ad if i wanted to they have a little thing here where i can make an ad maybe i will next time um can make like five (laughs) dollars um but no it's just an app where you can record straight onto it from your phone your computer or whatever and it distributes the podcast for you on all platforms that hold podcasts um but it is directly linked to spotify so spotify is usually the first place that it goes on to but that's what makes it so easy for me i don't i don't open GarageBand. i don't like do anything really because you can edit on this app as well like you can cut out pieces you can trim the beginning and the end and all that so i just use anchor and i call it a day and again i'm just holding my phone and talking into it but you can use whatever mic you want uh which you probably should do if you don't want to sound like this so yeah um moving on Somebody said, how did you learn to be okay with saying this is good enough for the client even if I'll never think it's perfect? Um, good question. So what makes me okay with doing this is that 95% of the time when I am giving my art to people, whether that be photos or a drawing or a graphic design or something, um, I have to remember that usually the person I'm that I'm giving it to or that I am you know that whatever they aren't an expert in my field at all so they are not going to be able to tell the difference between this edit and an edit that is like slightly 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 different that in my head I think is way better you know what I mean like it takes a professional like photographer to tell the difference between like I I don't know this edit and this edit you know what I mean I'm not explaining this well but it, 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 I don't know. It's easy for me to talk myself down and if I just remember, okay, no one's going to fucking tell the difference if I go through all this pain and struggling of fixing this one tiny thing in this photograph because are they going to notice it? No. Am I going to notice it? Yes. And if you want to, this is another way to kind of help yourself with this. Just f- find a stopping point and just give your client what they asked for and get it to, like, as best as you possibly can, and then if there's one little thing that you're trying to fix you just can't get right, be like, okay, look, I'm gonna stop myself, I'm just gonna give them this, they're not gonna tell the difference anyway, it's fine. They will be happy with it no matter what. They, unless it's something, like, huge and noticeable, like, you forgot to take out, like, I don't know, a backpack that was sitting in the background of a photo that you forgot to Photoshop out, you know, maybe, like, do that, but, like, little details, and I know us artists, like, really get anal about 95% of the time your clients are not going to notice, okay? So be okay with that. Give them that version, like just stop yourself. And then let's say that piece of work is something that you actually are really passionate about and you you want to fix that little last detail and make it really good just, just for the sake of your sanity. 
just for the sake of having a piece of work that you are really proud of to keep in your portfolio, you know, after you give that, you know, version, that almost done version to the client, then you can keep working on it yourself at with ease, you know, without the pressure of a client noticing or the deadline of giving it to your client. Like once you send out that, you know, piece of work without making that final touch, then you can work on it for yourself if you want to, to get it to where you actually want it to. Because like I said, nobody's going to tell the difference (laughs) unless, again, you're giving your painting to another professional painter. Uh, No one's going to tell the difference. Even if you are, you might have different tastes. You know, you never know. So that's my two cents. (sighs) I mean, those were the only two questions that I got, which is fine. Um, Both very good questions. I hope I answered them well. So, yeah, here we are. I think this is a good place to cut this off. Thank you for listening to me ramble about money and you know, valuing your work as an artist. If you're not an artist, I hope you learned about kind of the struggles that we all go through and what you are really paying for when you buy art off of somebody. You know, you're paying for the time it takes for them to make whatever you're buying. You're paying for their equipment because, you know, I pay for all my camera equipment. I paid for my computer that I edit all the photos on. I'm taking the train out to the suburbs a lot of the times and spending half my day out there to take your pictures and then training back to where I live here. There's a lot of effort that goes into, you know, what seems like a small amount of photos or like a little painting or something that you buy off of somebody. So if you are looking to commission art from somebody and the price point is higher than you expected, uh, point blank, get used to it. (laughs) Um, It is never okay to try to negotiate with an artist and try to get them to charge you less than what their prices are. If you're not okay with their prices, find someone that charges less. In that situation, most of the time, you're probably going to be getting lesser quality um, than what you would be paying for for the more expensive one, unless it's like some kind of drastic, crazy situation. But yeah, Uh, pay your artists well, number one. Number two, if you're an artist, don't underestimate yourself. And number three, if you're a new artist, um, do not beat yourself up about your talents or your uh, the price of your work because you're literally just starting and um, you have so much room to grow. There, like, there is no right or wrong answer about this journey. You literally just have to do trial and error and you have to, you know, raise your numbers as your talent grows. And that's just kind of, it's the ride that we all take, you know. And shit, if you're a freelance artist and you're living the dream, I'm jealous, but congratulations. (laughs) We're all trying to get there. So yeah, guys, um, that is all for today. I've been talking for a really long time and it's really nice outside and I think I'm going to go for a run because I haven't had time to exercise in a week. Um, So yeah, I hope life is looking up for everybody. Please get your vaccine if you're not vaccinated yet. It's so easy to get it now. You don't even need appointments anymore. You can just walk in and be like, shoot me up and then leave. Um, (laughs) life is almost back to normal. We can do this. Wear a mask, get your vaccine. Um, and I'll talk to you guys all next time. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging. And I'll see you guys all soon. Bye.